Hey everybody, it's episode 298 of PodQuest. Hey. Hey. It's Wednesday, May 6th, 2020. I am Chris. With me is Walnut. Hi, I'm right here. And Druton. Hello. And once again, we are social distancing over the internet. Yes. Yep. A- as the government has told us to do. I mean, it's it's the responsible thing to do. I feel like I have to yell into this. You're fine. Calm down. It drives Everything me nuts. is fine. Look, th- there's a little thing, there's a little tool. I'm just going to hit amplify. It'll make you sound louder. It's not a big deal. But that's the problem. I'm already loud as it is. But see, you're not. I know, but I you am. Stop, you just need to stop buying shitty headsets. <laughs> I mean, it had good reviews. That's all I'm saying. It had good reviews. Don't um, ever trust internet reviews. You got, you what other to... reviews am I going to trust? So well, don't, right, don't, don't trust, trust the Amazon reviews. Yeah, Go don't to trust CNET. user reviews on anything. User reviews are a scourge. <laughs> nah, well, I... I don't. I I thought my previous headset was fine until we were getting double double feedback from some of us. I mean, honestly, like your other set headset wasn't bad. It just it was. You could tell it was old. Like it was just a little iffy yeah. on things. Yeah, you are very clear with them though. So, yeah, you know, no harm, no foul. But yeah, don't you use Amazon reviews to just see what sort of issues people have had with them? But the problem is people people that aren't reviewers are not good at being um critical in the right yeah. way. It's yeah. either this thing is perfect, five stars, or this thing is garbage, I wasted my money, one star. Or and I usually, had no issues at all, one star. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's why you always go to like your CNET or something like that. You read the reviews on it there. And then you go see like what sort of like issues people had on Amazon and like if and how they were resolved. Because sometimes people give shitty reviews, and it's really just like, oh, yeah, mine was broken when it got here, but they replaced it. But fuck them, they sent me a broken one first, so one star. Yeah. Because everyone on the internet has a fucking attitude. It's awful. It's awful. Anyway, um, next, or not next week, um, tomorrow, Thursday, May 7th, Xbox is doing a live stream where they're going to be showcasing some Series X and game. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't know... Don't know much else about that, but it's going to be at 10.30 a.m. tomorrow, Eastern Time. Um, so expect that next week. Yep. Yeah. yeah that's some, really... Some yeah. new Xbox information. It's, uh, it's cool to see. It's going to be interesting. Some, like, kind of substantial news for the first time in a while. At least for, like, a new console. Because, like, you're right. We haven't really gotten much from um, Sony or Microsoft so far. Yeah. But, yeah. So to- expect next week for us to, to talk a little bit more about that. But in the meantime, if you're listening to this on Thursday when it releases... Um, you should probably go find the Microsoft live stream that happened earlier in the day, because I doubt this will be up before 10.30. Wow, you won't even have this up before? I, it usually goes up close to noon. If I have a really slow morning, um, I get it up sooner, but I don't always have slow mornings. It happens. Not all of us are unemployed. Look, I'd rather not be on it, okay? <laughs> no, I, I don't know, man. You've gotten through a lot of games lately. Uh, Honestly, probably the same amount I would have gotten through if I weren't if i were employed because the only reason i'm getting through them is because my weekends are because there's nothing to do on the weekends because everything closed and canceled that's fair that is fair the world has been canceled um moving on though this is more like a follow-up to some news from last week uh, marvel has released its updated um solicitation schedule for comics yeah. that are going to be starting on may 27th and they released their stuff through like end of july i believe might have even been the first week um but so the way that their schedule is looking, um, at least for those first few months, it's going to be like week on, week off. So the week of the 27th, new books are coming out. Um, there's going to be a new Dr. Aphra number one, which is a Star Wars book. And they are 
they're starting a new volume of that and the main star wars book moved to the time period between empire and jedi so dr afra is awesome to that okay um and then marauders 10 venom 25 avengers 33 and amazing spider-man 43 are all due out on the 27th nice yeah bunch of new comics yeah it's it is a very late week week for marvel but considering they haven't had any books in two months three months almost by that point like it's something yeah uh it's it's trying to come back yeah and it's one of those not every store is going to be open not every store is necessarily going to be able to get books that we so they're they're trying not to saturate the market with just everything that they have backed up at this point which dc is doing the same thing um dc had just started sooner because they started shipping them through other than just diamond yeah um now the week after there's there's books but there's nothing it's a lot of like trades um second or third printings of things stuff like that Okay. And then the week after that, it goes back to there's a there's a handful of like new issues. So they're kind of like spacing it out that way too. This way, again, stores that can't open aren't going to be too behind on just new releases. Um, but also, people that can't necessarily get to the stores also aren't going to be like, oh, it's been a month since comics started coming out. I literally have four weeks of comics. It's really only going to be like two. Yeah. Um, which is nice. But uh. It looks like like all the main publishers are going to have books coming out as of the 27th. So Image, Boom, Archie, IDW, um, Valiant. Basically, yeah. basically a- anyone that's putting out books through Diamond should have books on the shelf again by the 27th. And obviously, they'll all be digital as well. Not but, true. But if you can go get the book physically, do it. Support the smaller local book sellers rather than like these big apps. Yeah, and I mean like... The problem is those are all closed. Like, well, for us, like, I mean, the vast majority of the country. No, like, th- there are some places where they're they are closed to people coming in, but they are doing like, um, like curbside pickup and stuff. Still, um, we are just in one of those states where like all non essential businesses were a hundred percent closed down. So I believe actually, so I go to Fat Jacks in, in Oakland. The Philly store was actually looking at ways to do like that curbside pickup stuff um for a while there but i don't think they ever got their shit together for it yeah because they were still allowed to do that the jersey store was and i know some oakland business are opening up we know a dog groomer who uh her shop has reopened so fat jacks might have something set up to be a self they might they might um dog grooming might fall under one of those weird things though too yeah since it's a pet related thing yeah like it's not necessarily like a central retail but they might just because because of the way that business kind of runs, they might have made like exceptions for it. But you know, we'll find out over the coming weeks what businesses are allowed to open back up. I know Pennsylvania is going to start to like open up different townships over the the next few. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, comic books are starting to come back out again. And honestly, like if you already buy your books digitally, you're just going to keep buying them digitally. Like you're not going to go out to the store and start buying physical books just to do it. And now at least you can buy those books again because they're actually going to be available. Yeah, that's nice. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it because some of those books, like, so not that you guys read any of it, but Venom is amazing. Um, it's got one of Marvel's best artists and one of their best writers working on it. So it's just been a fantastic book since it started. Yeah. Um, Marauders, they killed Kitty Pride. Spoilers. Man, um, why do you have to spoil shit like that? So they killed her. But we also now live in a world where literally the the mutants can't die. Yeah, I know. They have a process to resurrect them, except she might not be a mutant. What? Yeah, so so in the X-Men comics, the, all mutants are now free to live on this island in the in the South Pacific. It's the the island is actually alive. The island itself is a mutant island. Um and it 
creates these seeds that can then create doorways anywhere the seed is planted that send only mutants directly to the island. If you're not a mutant, you literally can't walk through the door unless you're, like, taken through it by another mutant. Um, Kitty can't walk through those doors. So it's either something weird with her powers or she's not really a mutant. Um, And because this book got delayed because of all of the shutdowns and everything, we don't really know what the status is of her. Because the last time we saw her... Um, she literally got basically tied to a boat, and then the boat got sank to the bottom of the ocean. So, like, but, but could she actually be dead? So, like, I mean, she, theoretically, she could phase herself and probably survive that for an extended period of time. Because she did, um, a number of years ago, an alien race had a giant bullet that it fired that was on it on like a collision course with Earth, and she phased the this giant bullet through the Earth. And then had to stay on the bullet for a number of years as it was getting phased, like, and basically kept herself phased the entire time. Yeah. So, like, yeah, maybe she she's alive down. Oh no, no, no! Wait, I'm sorry, I forgot. They did the guy that 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 drowned her actually turned off her powers. I forget what he did. Man. But yeah, that's why she didn't. Powers? Oh, they have all sorts of contraptions that disable mutant powers now. Um, the the only good news is her dragon didn't. Lockheed, she has like a little purple dragon friend. Um, yeah. He got thrown in the water first, and I thought he was dead. And then this nice little Asian girl finds him washed up on, like, a beach or something and nurses him back to health. Okay. I like Lockheed. He's a nice well, little dragon dude. That's 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 more worthwhile, then, with the dragon living, although Kitty might not. I, I mean, look, it's comic books. It, she might be dead now, but she's not going to be dead forever. Yeah, true. Like, there's... At this point, there is there is only one character that has actually stayed dead, and that's Uncle Ben. <laughs> has hasn't he been resurrected in some way or form? Not in any sort of meaningful way. Um, I mean, technically, Gwen Stacy, like 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 real like six one six Gwen Stacy, has never been like brought back in a substantial way. But she's been brought back as a clone or as a doppelganger so many times that it doesn't count. Plus, like like there's a whole nother there's Spider Gwen. Yeah. So, but yeah, like Uncle Ben has been like. There have been, like, people that have pretended to be him, and he's been alive in, like, other universes. Like, one of the Spider-Verse books, um, he was actually the Spider-Hero of his timeline, or of his universe. Okay. But, like, still, like, he is basically the—it was always, like, it was, like, him, Bucky, and Gwen Stacy, the three characters that stay dead. And then then they brought then they brought Bucky back. And then Gwen Stacy just kept popping up every, like, two years. So now it's just Uncle Ben. It was also uh, Jason Todd stayed dead for... So Jason Todd and The Flash were only dead for 20-ish years. But still, that's that's a long time. The, the, the Bucky Flash... Was, Bucky was gone for... Yeah, but, uh, but Jason Todd's death was more, um, I guess, significant because it was fan-created and it happened later on in time. Like, I mean, yeah, like... But also, everyone hated Jason Todd, so no one really minded. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. True. Um, but you know, moving moving away from comic books into something that's equally hard to follow. Uh, you made your way through uh, Chain of Memories last week. You watched three fifty eight by two days, and then started Kingdom Hearts two this week. Yeah. So uh, last week I was near the end of Chain of Memories, and my dumbass, I was having a really tough time with the end of the game. Uh, it wasn't until I, like, did a little bit of research and found out that I was playing it terribly, um, by not learning the slates, because I thought they were stupid, because the whole battle system is stupid, and once I learned a slate that I was ready to learn, I just never picked it up when I got a level up, the final game became so easy, 
And I probably would have beaten it 10 hours faster had I just picked up this damn slave. So basically, if you were better at video games, you would have probably gotten through this a lot. Look, I, I wouldn't say that because this game is hard to be good at. Like, I, the, I the, way, the way I beat it, I cheesed my way through the end. Because that's how stupid the battle system was. In it's card battling. It's easy. But it's not. Like, it, it's dumb. Because you're, 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 your progression is based on randomness. Um, the only cards that are worthwhile are high numbers and zero. But you have all these numbers in between that like kind of mean nothing. And if you don't get lucky enough to get enough high numbers, or you don't fill out your uh, card points high enough to have a deck full of just high numbers, you're not really going to be able to do much. And it's it, like some of these boss battles are ridiculously hard because it's kind of just random even in the fight. It, it's like... The, the worst part is you don't get stronger based on your level. Your your strength doesn't go up. You don't hit harder. You you hit harder by getting certain cards. And those cards is one type of Keyblade card that you get at the end of the game that I had like three of. And that's it. So it's like the progression sucks in that. But I did beat it. And I went through, uh, there's Reverse Rebirth, which is Riku's story, where he goes up through the basement, through the dark zone, through... um castle oblivion and it it that was a lot more worthwhile because it actually gives you some of riku's story and backstory and like lets you understand how he gets to the point he does in kingdom hearts okay like the the sora story was okay but you really if if you were to play it to get the story definitely just play it on easy mode breeze through the game and and it's like only the last few floors have story relevant content. Everything else is just filler for a game. But it it does explain like why because they they do mention it in Kingdom Hearts two like Sora lost his memories and blah blah blah. It does explain how he lost his memories, why he lost his memories, um, and why he was in that tube to gain his memories back, and why Roxas was Roxas. Um, uh, and then Reverse Rebirth with Riku. It explains how they get out of the realm of darkness, as well as like his progression into not only uh, defeating the darkness that's within him, but then accepting it as well, and 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 acknowledging that that's something he's going to have to battle with for forever. Because as far as you knew, at the end of Kingdom Hearts One, when you killed Ansem, you killed the darkness that was in Riku. Turns out in this one that the darkness is still in Riku, and he had to go through the, ta- the the tower to fight the darkness that is Ansem and, and defeat him. But at the very end, you, it's like he still has it within him. It's, it's Yeah, that's such a shitty thing to tack into a Game Boy Advance side game. I, I don't I don't know when... I think Reverse Rebirth wasn't released until after it was remade for PS2. Oh, that's possible. But even then, it's like a shitty side game. Like it was a it was a port of a Game Boy Advance game. Nobody played that. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think some people might have. I'm not, too, but from what I've read online, and, and I fully agree, the Riku side, both gameplay wise and story wise, were better. Uh, it's only about ten hours long tops. I pl- I literally played it on easy mode because I didn't care about the battle system anymore. I was tired of going to the same ten thirteen worlds. And I wanted to go advance to something. It's tired of going to Agrabah and Monstro. I wanted to go into the next set of games. Um, but I, I did play it, and I breezed through it. The battle system, Reverse Rebirth, so much better. Because there's no... He gets stronger. You When you get a level up, you either increase his health, the strength, or increases darkness power. 
So if you just beef up his health and his strength, you don't have to worry about anything. The hard part is you don't get healing cards unless you get Mickey cards. And that's a little difficult because you have to play through the game basically without getting hit. But they have a cool uh, duel system where if you play the same number card as the enemy, you then basically do like a, a war type thing where you have to play a certain number of cards that will match or beat the enemy's cards. And then you'll do a combo that'll likely kill everything in one hit when you get that combo done. So the battle system in Reverse Rebirth, even though still cards, world's better than in Chain of Memory. Well, that's, I mean, that's something at least. How yeah. were the, um, how was like the story bit of 358 by two days? Uh, so that, that was actually interesting to learn. First of all, the, the, I don't know where, where the by two comes from, but the 358 is from the time Sora becomes a Heartless to the time. Man, uh, spoilers. We've all played it before, and the game's 25 years old. Oh, it's not no. that old. <laughs> it's not yeah, that old. Yeah, that is some bad math there, buddy. It's 15 years old, at least, I think. That's I can't probably remember. accurate. But yeah. uh, So it, it's, it covers from the day Sora turns into a darkness, uh, or into a Heartless, to the starting point of Kingdom Hearts 2, where you're running around as Roxas. That's 358 days, so it's just over a year, or... No. Uh, just under a year, just under yes. a year. Yes, there you go. Um, so, uh, like, that's a cool thing, like, a cool little piece of trivia, that these characters grew up that fast in a year, where Sora was basically, over the point of this year, just sleeping the entire time. And uh, you learn about how Roxas came to where he was and why he lost his memories and was in why you were in Twilight Town in the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 2. You learn about the organization uh, throughout uh, both Chain of Memories and 358 by 2. You find out why some of the organization have been killed and there's no longer teen members. Um, and and it's it, it shows the importance of getting um, Sora's memory back, memories back. And the uh, I don't know if you guys remember the final, final cutscene after the credits. If you got everything in Kingdom Hearts 1, or it was them in the city, and they're sitting there, like, one's at the top of the tower, the other one's on the ground with keyblades, and it's raining, and there's Heartless all over the place. That is a scene in 358 by 2 Oh. Yeah. The, well, the 358 by 2 was a Game Boy game, too, wasn't it? Uh, DS. DS, yeah. Oh, it was DS. Which, that came out, I believe that came out after Kingdom Hearts 2? Yeah, actually, I think that one came out after two, but before um, Birth by Sleep. Yeah, but it like the story runs like pretty much along with, but after one and Chain of Memories. But before. so like it makes sense to watch it. There is one two thousand nine. Like, that fucking game came out in two thousand nine, and I I kind of want to know what the gameplay was like as to why it was so bad that they didn't have it in this collection and it's just the cutscenes because there's two games that are just cutscenes this full collection 2.8 one of them is just cutscene i can't remember which one. oh yeah i'm not sure but i just i want to know how bad the the bad the, the the gameplay was because that's why they didn't add it it's like the gameplay was just that bad or maybe they weren't able to like modernize it i'm not too sure but overall the cutscenes it, it did explain a lot and it filled in some gaps it also uh like i never realized or I didn't know why Riku would wear the bandana over his eyes, and it was to cover up his darkness that, like, losing the battle with, and the the that was Riku in that in that end cutscene in Kingdom Hearts One. Um, I mean, I don't remember anything about the end of Kingdom Hearts One. Yeah, I played that twenty years ago. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, but it was it, it was worthwhile to watch, and it like did fill in some gaps, and it it it, it helped like understand who some of these extra characters were that you end up battling or even potentially befriending Kingdom Hearts Two. Uh, it's been I've, I I and then I just started Kingdom Hearts Two. I am literally like three where I'm on I'm on the third world. Uh, you start off in Twilight Town, then you go to Hollow Bastion, and then you get your first your first selection of two one of two worlds. And I went to Mulan first, so I'm okay. like I'm I'm just at the beginning of doing Mulan. Uh, I started playing it Sunday. I played a little bit on Monday, but I decided to start going on four to five mile walks every day. And Monday was the first day I did that, and I wore me down, so I wasn't able. I was gonna to say that sounds awful. It's not too terrible. Let's me it helps me uh, catch up on podcasts. Um, still, man, that's a lot of walking. I can catch up on podcasts sitting at my computer desk. Yeah, true, but it's. I mean, it just gets me out of the house because otherwise, I won't leave the house for. That's fair. I mean, <laughs> uh, I leave once a week to go food shopping. I I leave every two weeks to go food shopping. That means you right? buy too much food. Well, I mean. I'm probably spending the same amount as you are. Well, let's go. I'm probably spending the same amount per person as you are over two weeks as I like as you do every. It's roughly about a hundred and sixty bucks every. Yeah, we spend around a hundred a week. Yeah, so it's it's generally for me it used to be between fifty to eighty bucks. Um, but yeah, the, the, my 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 trek through Kingdom Hearts it, it kind of has taken a little pause just because I I had been playing a lot of them and I needed a. A quick little break, so I took like two yesterday and today off. Probably get back into Kingdom Hearts two tomorrow. Um, it's it's going a lot faster than I had expected. Um, and yeah, I kind of want to get back to those games at some point. They're they're not they're not ter- like the the first Kingdom Hearts was was fine. It was it was it was great for its time, and it, it is dated now. The combat system's a little bit dated. Kingdom Hearts two has streamlined it a bit. But it's still not like perfect. But for its time, it was fantastic. And although you do make the joke that like the story is super weird and convoluted, when you play them again, you, it's you understand it. It's just convoluted because there are so many games, but you really don't need to play them all to understand. Yeah, but apparently, by the third one, just everything you think you know just falls in on itself, and nobody actually knows what Kingdom Hearts is about anymore. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll like appar- to... apparently they just let let Namora go f- free on Kingdom Hearts three. Well, I I honestly like I said I think I said this last week. I don't think I ever beat Kingdom Hearts one back in the day when it first came. It's possible. I think I, I think I watched Eric beat it, but I never actually beat it myself, so I never took in all the content. Um, and then I have beaten Kingdom Hearts two though, but I didn't realize Kingdom Hearts was an actual location in the games. And not just the name of the games. Like, I, I just always like, well, Kingdom Hearts. I mean, yeah, it's about hearts. And, you know, it, it works. It's a it's a square title. So it it doesn't have to make sense. Yeah, but yeah, I was actually, I forget what podcast I was listening to. But I was listening to something and they were talking about the Final Fantasy VII remake. And somebody was saying how, like, the more they thought about it, the more they disliked the ending and all that. And somebody else on the podcast was just like, yeah, that was Nomura. As a, <laughs> like, they literally said, like, as a Kingdom Hearts fan, who has also played the remake, you can see that he was very restrained on the remake and just got to run wild on Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay. So, yeah, appara- apparently 3 is a fucking, like, um, story-wise. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to find out. Um, the music in these games are still fantastic. I love the music. Well, it's uh, a lot of Disney music, so... 
that well, helps. Not, just even the original stuff, like not just the stuff, like the original stuff is still really awesome. I did go, it was a couple years back, I went and saw Kingdom Hearts Alive in concert, and they, it was like the the orchestra at the Man Center, and they played the music. And That's pretty cool. It, it was great. It, it's it's awesome. But back then, like I I hadn't played a Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts two, and I didn't play any of the like uh, intermediary games. So like a lot of the music, I'm like, what is? Why are why are people go crazy about this? What's so awesome about this song? I don't know this song. This isn't the song from Kingdom Hearts. I just want the song from Kingdom Hearts. And now that I'm playing through them, I'm like, all right, this music is good. It is so fantastic. I love it. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, keeping on with it with the Disney theme, there w- there was a report. Um, the Russo brothers are going to be producing a live action version of Disney's Hercules. I did. I did see this, and I am excited. So they're uh, not writing or directing. That's fine. I'm now, excited to see a live action. Um. Uh, uh. Hercules. Only if Danny DeVito still plays Phil. And Kevin Sorbo plays Hercules. <laughs> no. No, he's way too old for that role. Ah. That's fine. Well, then make him play Zeus. Have him play Zeus. Actually, yeah. You know what? Kevin Sorbo could probably play Zeus. But honestly, wouldn't you rather see like David Hasselhoff as Zeus? Oh, yeah. Mm. True. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, even at this point, the only Zeus I can see is Anthony Hopkins. But uh, he wasn't Zeus. He was Odin. Oh, right. That's what I keep meaning when I say but So, so you, you get your, I'm, so you I'm get your Greek and all. your Norse mythology messed up. I'm, I'm confusing it all together. Look. Again, four mile walk today. I, I am I am kind of a little out of it, but it's cool. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. You need Danny DeVito as Phil. Uh, apparently, I saw Screen Rant post an article saying that uh, a lot of people want Josh Gad and Josh Gad Turner. I was like, no, it's Danny DeVito or bust. Yeah, pretty much. Which I agree. I don't. Not that I dislike Josh Gad, but I don't think Josh Gad would be a good Phil. No, like Josh Gad is like he he's like a happy chaotic. Yeah. Whereas, mm-hmm. like Danny DeVito, like that the character Phil is more of the the grumpy, like cranky dude, which yeah. Danny DeVito can do perfect. Yeah, like like Josh Gad was uh, what's his name in Beauty and the Beast? Um, yeah, yeah, the um, Gaston's um, yeah. friend. I can't remember his name, and he he was perfect in that part. But like putting him into a part where he has to be like gruff and grumpy and like 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 kind of like, a downer. He could totally be one of the two imps for um, Hades. You know, he would be one of the prophets. No, no, he could be Pain or Panic. But, or not the prophets. He would be, uh, I think, I could see the Fates, the, the girls singing in the beginning. No, the, those, were the, those were the vases. The Fates were the old ladies that clipped the strings. Yeah, no, no so the, old la- the ladies singing in the vases, I could see Josh Gad being. <laughs> no, um, but uh, yeah, so the, the writer is going to be Dave Callahan. Um, he doesn't have the most impressive credits. He is writing Shang-Chi, the upcoming Marvel movie, but he's also wrote the Doom movie and the Expendables. Well, don't trash on the Expendables, okay? Look, the Expendables was fun, not exactly like high Top cinema. Top-tier writing. <laughs> but just take a step back about the Expendables. You can talk shit on the Doom movie all you want. Just take a, take a, take a step back about the Expendables. Look, man, I went and saw the Expendables 1 and 2 opening weekends. Uh, like, I believe I did the same. I might have even seen Expendables 3 opening weekend, but I can't I don't remember. know that I ever saw Expendables 3. Casper. I might be lying. I might not have seen Expendables. Yeah, like, I'm honestly not sure. But, uh, yeah, so I'm not opposed to the live-action Hercules movie, but 
I also kind of wish Disney would like take a step back and do something that wasn't just one of their animated classics with real people. Like, I get that they keep making money off of these, so they're just going to keep doing it. But, like, come on. Try something different. I, that's that's the thing, though. Like, they're trying to... They're, they know this is going to make money and sell. Like, they should do, like, Atlantis or something. Something that's a little less known. Was Atlantis yeah. a Disney movie? Uh, yes. Oh, I didn't realize that. Um, I thought that Are was, you like, sure a about that? I'm 99% sure Atlantis. I've, You're probably mm. right. I'm looking it up. Yeah, Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Yep, created by Walt Disney Feature Animation, yeah. marking the 41st entry as the animated feature. Yeah, Canon. you know which? It was the Titan AE was the other one that came out around a similar time. Yeah. That was like a, a space version of that, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um. Oh, shit. Leonard Nimoy was one of the uh, voices in that movie. Leonard Nimoy did a lot of voices. Yeah, but they, they should definitely do a, a lesser known movie like Atlantis than, than continue on with like big top names yeah, but like, i understand i understand why they're doing the top names they they know it's gonna sell they know it's gonna make money yeah i i thought aladdin was was really good um i didn't i thought beauty and the beast was fine also um and jungle book was actually really good too i never bothered with um lion king because nobody seemed to like that one it was it was it was fine but because they went too realistic the lions emotionally it was tough it was tough to yeah um even uh Lady and the Tramp, that was on um, Disney Plus, like, right after it launched. That was actually really well done, too. Yeah. But uh, they, they they took the dragon out of Mulan, so... I think it's a phoenix. In- See, that's... I mean, that's still just broken. Uh, like, I'm not actually... I'm actually not a big Mulan fan. I think I saw that movie once a number of years ago. But, like, they took out the, the dragon. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't, I don't I don't know why they took out the dragon. I, I, it's been a while. I have seen Mulan, but, like... That's compared to where it's like I might have seen it in the past two or three years while I was over my brother's, but I I, I don't know why they or how they would explain the getting rid of the dragon um, when everything else is all the other pieces that they have made in this canon have been like with a genie and 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 dogs eating spaghetti and shit. Like, why would you, you know, get rid of the damn dragon? You know, these aren't all the same universe. I, I know, but you, okay. you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. Like, sorry, they didn't... kept saying canon, and I'm just like, well, I said, do you in... think these are like a a, well, like I a said, connected universe? I said in this canon, I meant like in this in, in these iterations where like like they didn't they didn't go super realistic. The other one, like, yeah, they're live action, and they went over the top realistic with with Lion King. But you still had a movie about lions talking and 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 shit like that. Um, whereas, like, why would you get rid of the the dragon, which is some people's favorite parts in that movie? That's the only thing I know about that movie, other than that song about being a man. But it, it might it might also be because like the 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 tone of the movie they they're trying to uh, portray the women empowerment potentially. And so maybe they thought the dragon was too masculine and they wanted to go a more feminine thing no. like a phoenix. It was Eddie Murphy. He 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 plays the same role he did in, in Shrek. He's the donkey in a dragon body. Well, yeah. yeah. There is nothing masculine about that character. I, well, I mean, nothing masculine about the, the voice actor, but it's a dragon. Dragons. I don't know. I'm no, just, he's a, I'm incredibly just, overthinking. Yeah. Look, I'm, also, I'm just, do, you, do you remember what Mushu looked like? He was like the size of a cat. Yeah. It's smaller. <laughs> I, I and he I'm was just, scared of everything. I'm just trying to... Uh, was he scared? He wasn't scared of everything. I feel like he was scared of a lot of things. I mean, he was her or, family's guardian. Or cautious, guardian. at least. Well, yeah, cautious, because he was her family's guardian. He had to protect her, so to be like, well, maybe this is not a smart idea, type of thing. But I, 
I, I'm just trying to make sense as to why there's no Mushu, but I do think there is a Phoenix. I'm not sure, though. Well, no one is, because that movie never came out. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, um, moving, moving right down the list, though. Uh, GDC made an announcement that the rescheduled event in August is now going to be a digital-only event. Okay. So this year's Game Developers Conference um, is not happening in any sort of physical capacity, but they are going to put on something in August digitally. Um, probably like a bunch of uh, live streams and stuff like that of the different uh, developers doing talks from like their homes or whatever. Yeah, what they they might have had like the present whatever presentation they have already pre prepared or had pre made. They'll have yeah, they'll yeah, have so them- yeah. Because a lot of GDC is like developers and publishers doing talks on stage about different topics in the gaming community. Outside of like the meetings and stuff of people, you know, trying to like sell games and make games and show off games and stuff like that. Yeah. But like that's cool that like they realize that it's probably not going to be a good idea to do the show as is in August. So they're getting ahead of the curve and getting something set up for for yeah. like a digital like, situation letting the developers know now where it gives them like three months is a decent amount of time to set up but it gives them time to plan something rather than waiting until like july to be like oh by the way this is all digital and no one's exactly actually, like it, it, it's it's a good call on them to be to announce it now it's a good call to keep it all digital at the- yeah, it's kind of like i didn't put this in the news but they also announced that evo is canceled yeah um the fighting game tournament Mm-hmm. But that they're gonna try and do something digital, like like online, which seems like a fucking disaster considering the net code for those games is all garbage. Yeah. Like you cannot play high level Street Fighter online. Like there's no way that's a good idea. Like if, if they're just doing it for fun, sure. But for like the amount of money that is on the table at that at that tournament, fuck no. People are gonna people will riot. If somebody if some somebody will lose and they will fucking just flip out to the organizer. They'll be like, oh, well, this person lagged, their ping was too high, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it, it's going to be tough to run online tournaments that aren't generally online for the it, it, for, for a while. Well, yeah, I mean, especially, like, fighting games, which are very, like, I mean, stuff in fighting games is pixel perfect. Like, those people are... They know the exact number of frames take. Like, yeah. yeah. And, like, and that's yeah. important. And yeah. you can't necessarily, like, judge that stuff online, especially when you have no control over the other person's internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's why, like, the Nintendo Open, when they did Smash Bros. Uh, and, and Mario Kart, like, that worked better because you don't need to know that Smash Bros. isn't as technical. Although it still is very technical. It isn't as technical as some of those other, like, Street Fighter-type fighting games. So it's different at EVO for Smash 2 because at, at, and I, I didn't see the Nintendo Championship, so I don't know how they did it. But EVO is strictly 2v2 no items so uh, it's actually much it's actually a lot more skill based than like your average smash brothers game to end up being new new smash bros competitive rulings allow items not even um, so okay but the, the the nintendo open did do uh 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 items but it's generally is to um yeah evo is 2v2 no items so it's it's all skill there's no there's no random chance in, in it yeah. where like somebody gets the item that can just easily knock people off this yeah Though there are some people that are just good enough that like they'll play with like Kirby and they'll eat a character, jump off the level with them, spit them out at just at the last possible second for them to still get back up to the top. Yeah, I mean that's that's a lot of like people do that with DK as well because if you grab him, you can run and jump off and throw him 
and then jump back up onto where you die. Um, that, I, but a lot of people with uh, Smash Bros, they juggle, and juggling is very tough yep. to do and very technical as well. So it's like that's that's why I don't try to play Smash Bros online. Yeah, I mean that's honestly why I don't really play fighting games online because I'm not that good. Yeah, mm-hmm. neither. Like, like what you you go on to basically any fighting game online and play somebody, and they're just gonna fucking dis- yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I started playing uh, Persona Five again. Oh, nice! In in the Royal version, um, I'm I'm like half ish way through the first palace, so I'm still technically in like the tutorial. Um, I want to say that's I'm probably like five hours or so in. Yeah. Um, because I know so the game's story and like everything basically is the same. Um, what this one does is it's it adds a third semester with like a, an additional dungeon and like extra boss fights at the end if you um complete two other things throughout the course of the game. So you have to max out the confidant rank with the new character Kasumi. And with um, one of the new confidants, which is the guidance counselor. Okay. So as long as you do that stuff, the game will continue into the third um, semester, which is similar to what Persona 4 Golden did. If you didn't max out your social link with um, Marie in that game, then the game just went from like basically January when you fought like the final boss to, and I did air quotes even though no one can see that, to the end of the game. Yeah. If, um, if you max out your social link with Marie, though... There was a whole extra dungeon where and like special end boss and stuff like that that you would actually fight also. Okay. Um. So th- what I've been doing with this one is I found on GameFAQs a non. It's so it's not a game guide. Like it doesn't give you any information about how to get through any of the dungeons, but it gives you the best path for um what to do on like your open. T- so okay. You're using strategy. Yes, but I'm not using it for the dungeon side of. It. Um, cause it's, it's the same game. So the only thing they changed in the dungeons apparently was instead of having parts where you would climb something, you now use a grappling hook. Okay. And honestly, like the, I, I find the dungeon, like the, the puzzles they did in, in Persona 5 actually fun to figure out. So I wouldn't want to have like guide for that. Yeah. But the guide I had is literally just what, what the date is and then what things you should focus on doing that day. Um, yeah. So this way. I can cause basically I want to see all the story for all of the characters, including the ones that I didn't get to see all the story for when I played the original. Yeah. So this way, like I will get all of those social links maxed out in a way where I can actually get into the third semester. And then once I get to the third semester, I can just drop the guide and like experience that new. Yeah. I I mean, it makes sense because the first two semesters you've already done before you don't to really like there's no spoilers with with whatever's going to happen. So it makes sense that you're going to have somebody help you like maximize your potential of doing everything else that they added in. Exactly. And like the, the nice thing about the guide that I found, the person that did it is very much like it's very minimal. So it just, it, it basically goes, you know, April 20, I think I'm, I'm around April 20. Yeah. And it, it basically says, you know, morning, there's a question. Here's the answer to the teacher's question to get your knowledge rank up. And then it's like afternoon, go do this, go do this, then go do the palace. Um, doesn't tell you anything about the palace. All it says in the palace is try to get this much gold, like by the time you're out of it, or this much money by the time you're done with, it, and try to have these five types of personas. Like, um, because all the personas are um, uh, like tarot card classes. Yeah. Um. So it's just like have one of each of these to make all of your your confidant interactions level up correctly. But that's it. Like, it doesn't tell me like you know 
make sure you do this in the pat list or here's how you get past the puzzle in the palace. Here's the strategy for taking on like the boss or anything like that. It's just today's the 20th. Go to the palace. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I like that because I don't need the strategies to get through any of that stuff. I just want to make sure that I'm talking to the right people on the right days and getting all of the, um, the social stats up because you have like, like your, um, your guts and your knowledge and your charm and all that shit, like the little star pattern that certain confidant levels you can't pass until you're at like a certain skill level with that and that fucked me on my first playthrough like there were some confidants that i didn't get through because i didn't have like my guts high enough at the time and by the time i had them high enough i was so far into the game that's like well i don't have enough time to actually finish this so let me finish the people that i can yeah and i don't want to get to the i don't want to get to november in this game and be in a similar situation where i'm just trying to like force my way through all the interactions with the two new characters to get the additional um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but other than that, they they did do. There are some like minor differences I've noticed. Uh, some of them are just like quality of life stuff. Um, so one of the, one of your weapons in this game is are guns. You actually buy like airsoft guns from like an airsoft dealer. Okay, but when you go into like the shadow world, they're treated like w- real guns. They actually hurt the enemies. Um, and it used to be if it, I want to say in the original like. You only had ammo for the day you were in the dungeon. So if you ran out of ammo for your weapon, you were out of it until you left the dungeon and came back another day. Yeah. Now it refills between battles, so it's much more of a, oh yeah, fucking use your guns. There's no reason not to use the guns. Okay. Um, because they they will generally do a little bit more damage than just your melee weapon will. And um, depending on, on, on what type of gun, you have different amount of rounds, and you can fire them like back to back to back and actually change target. Yeah. So if you have an, if you're fighting an enemy that their weakness is firearms, you can actually just quickly shoot all like three enemies with the gun and knock them all down so that you can then like go in and do the negotiation or the all out attack or whatever. Okay. Um it also so I also mentioned they added the grappling hook to it, which the grappling hook's been I've only used it twice, but it's kind of cool. Um game, you know, grappling hooks in games are always a cool thing. Um, yeah, especially when uh, you get a tutorial on how to use it uh, after playing. For- no, this was only five <laughs> five hours. You you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So um, <laughs> so oh, what was I gonna say? Fuck. Oh, so I don't know if you guys remember talking talking before, but in this one, in order to get new personas, you actually um have to negotiate with them. Okay. So when you hit a persona with a with their weakness, it knocks them to the ground. If you either knock all of them to the ground or if there's only one in the fight that you knock down your characters will run up to it and then you have an option of attack of doing an all-out attack where like all of your party will jump on them and that'll usually end a battle or um talking to them when you talk to them you can ask them for items for money or for or for them to lend you their power which is basically you gaining them as a summonable persona yeah um they added a like a uh an offshoot of that where the personas will actually occasionally take your party members hostage. Okay. So if a persona hits one of your characters for the, their weakness or a critical hit, which knocks, which also will knock them down, they have a, there's a chance that they will take them hostage. Um, and they will basically ask you for something. And if you give them what they're asking for, they'll let your, your party member go. If not, they kill your party member. <laughs> so like, obviously like you can resurrect them or heal them or whatever. Um, but it's still one of those like you have to think about it. Like I, I let one of I, I did not give the the persona what they wanted when it happened to me the first time, and they killed my party member. And luckily, it, there was only one persona left. I took him out in the next attack, 
But then I had to use two potions to heal the character back up to at least mostly full health. Yeah. And this is one of those games where there's not like a quick spot to heal yourself or anything like that. Like it, there's not benches like in Final Fantasy VII. So well, yeah, yeah. The, the this is a dungeon crawl game where you have to get. If it's the same as Persona Three, you have to get to a certain floor in the dungeon where you can actually leave it to go save. And- so there are safe rooms throughout the dungeon. Yeah. So when you get to a safe room, you can save in there, and there are like the like the tents of the game where you can heal using certain items only in safe room. Yeah. Um, and they tend to heal your whole party all the way. Um, but like you can use potions and stuff whenever. But there's no way to buy additional stuff while you're in the dungeon right now. Yeah. So yeah. even when you get to a safe room, you can fast travel back out to the entrance. And you can go into the velvet room so that you can fuse personas or summon new personas or what have you. Um, but there's not like a store option where you can, you know, go buy more potions and then go back in. If you run out of stuff to heal yourself... You're going to have to just leave the, the dungeon for the day and go back in another day. And the, the games all have like those strict timelines where you have to complete a dungeon by a certain date or it's game over. Yeah. Um, and it's generally at least two days to do a dungeon. You have one day to get to the treasure and then the follow. Oh, I'm sorry. It's three days total because it's one day to get to the treasure. The following day, you send your calling card. And then the day after you send the calling card, you go back to the dungeon and fight the boss. Yeah. So, yeah, depending on, like, your timeline, you might not be able to leave. You might just have to hope for the best and try and fight through it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, That's, that is some of the cool things about that game. It's very time management uh, uh, intensive, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's not hard to get through the dungeons in a day, especially if, like, you go in prepared. Like, yeah. And, like, th- they did do a cool thing where if you had a Persona 5 save that it, that it could read on your system, when you started, it gave you, like, a couple items plus um, $50,000 in money. Okay. So, like, you start the game with a decent chunk of change to, like, be able to buy some weapon upgrades and some uh, some potions and other healing items. Yeah. A um, couple things that I noticed so far, though. Almost every character, like, major character, confidant, what what have you, has popped up in a scene. Whether they're, like, walking behind me when I'm walking to school or walking down the street or, like, in one of the classrooms or something like that, which they were definitely, they didn't do that. So they kind of, like, they're showing that all of these kids and, like, other people that are, like, involved in the game actually exist in this world, like, before you just happened. Yeah. Especially because in a lot of cases, like, you either go to school with them or they they work and or live in, like, the neighborhood that you kind of spend a lot of time in. So... It makes sense that you would bump into them and see them around. And sh- yeah, that's that's a that's a pretty design game design and setup that you actually have a character. Yeah, uh, the one thing I, I found out that was a little bit of a bummer though, uh, the new character Kasumi, she's not actually a playable character until you get to that third. Sim- so she's apparently only a playable character for like that final new dungeon. Um, she'll be a confidant before that, and she's already appeared in the game. Like I've already had interactions with her. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess she is just going to be a confidant until you can get to the third semester. If you max out her and the guidance council. Okay. Which is like kind of a bummer. I'm just like, oh, cool. There's going to be a new character to use in the dungeons. And that just ended up not being. Yeah, that's that's uh, kind of kind of a bummer. You'll get to use her eventually. Who knows how many dungeons. Final just one. Just There's the just one. one. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh... Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of how that's usually what they do. Like it, in Persona 4 Golden, there was one new dungeon at the end. of. Okay. Yeah. But still, like, I'm super early, so, like, there could be plenty of other things changed. But so far, like, it's still Persona 5. It still has a really good soundtrack, and the characters are fun. And yeah. 
That's that's the fun thing about like these atlases. Their soundtrack is always fun. Yeah, I mean, Persona Five like is a very stylish game too, and it still has that style, which is yeah. But yeah, you know, it's you know a hundred and thirty hours to uh to get through. So I'll be playing it off and on for a while. Excuse yeah. me, because I'm sure, honestly, with that much time you need in to get through it, like I'm sure, like Last of Us is going to be out before I finish that game. So when Last of Us comes around, I will definitely putting this on hold to play some of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, so moving along, did you guys get a chance to watch the Assassin's Creed Valhalla trailer? I did. I and... did just before we started recording. Yeah, me too, basically. Wow, um, you guys both watched it. Holy shit. Well, I told you I was going to watch it. You say stuff like that all the time, though. Yeah, but... Did you, it's, did, you, it's, did, you did you read any of the things I told you to read? No, but that's that <laughs> takes longer than four minutes. Watching those things takes longer than four. Come on now, you know. So, that. what did you guys think of it, though? It looks cool. Um, that I, I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't played Assassin's Creed since uh, the one where you're in, um, uh, where you're, is it France? Yeah, what, during the revolution. Unity. Yeah, I haven't played since, and I, I'm so far behind in the story that I don't really know if I care enough. They, there's not a story the anymore. So they they stopped with the 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 real world implications for the most part. So origin you follow origin has some real world context where you're a completely different character has nothing to do with anything. She's an archaeologist working for um the company that makes the animus. Okay. Um and even then like you find out that she's not actually working for them anymore. She just she was she was working for them. Um. And then I'm pretty sure you're, it's the same thing for Odyssey. But it seems like people really liked Origin. And I played like 20 hours of Origin and it was fun. Um, Odyssey people did not like because you weren't an assassin. Like there was no hidden blade. It was a lot of like big battle scenes. Okay. And Which is why what, I, yeah. That's what this looks like it may be. But they brought the hidden blade back. Yeah, <laughs> true. But you're Viking. Yeah. Like Who make no sense to be stealthy assassin. No, yeah. not at all. So you're, it's going to be big battles and raiding and like, like I, as, as, as cool as the thought of a Viking is, they're shitty people. Like, no, did you not watch the trailer? They, this, this game showed us that the, the English king thought they were shitty, but really they're pretty cool people. They just want to play with their kids. Yeah. See that. And you see, that's the thing. And that's why I'm like, I don't really know if I'm going to like, it, like, it looks cool, but with the whole, like abstergo and and templars versus the assassins that's what they're trying to show you like like maybe abstergo's i i, I don't know it's just abstergo too... that's the company yeah yeah it i these game the 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 real world's the quote real world storylines in these games were fantastic but it just sucks that like they kind of became too cutter I mean, the, the real I, world stuff has basically been gone since three. Yeah, and that's like uh, the one uh, Black Flag and and um, yeah, Black Flag was this one, right? Yeah, it was Black Flag, then Unity, then Syndicate, yeah. Black, then Black Origin Flag, and Odyssey. Black Flag had um, had real had a, a good amount of real, it but it was super minor. You were just a you were an you were a new employee at Abstergo. It didn't you, tie into the Desmond stuff at all. You didn't black flag did no but this is what your brother told me no but he's an idiot then because at the end of the game you release minerva at the end of black at the end of black flag you in abstergo release minerva onto the fucking internet and then i don't think that's ever picked up again i don't know like i i I never played unity or i did play unity but i didn't get too far into unity and that's that's why like 
my my joy for these games was the gameplay was awesome, but also the story was phenomenal because it was this like like spy versus spy type of thing going on in the real world, and like it it, it was mind blowing the way they introduced it where. The first time you played Assassin's Creed, you didn't know that it was two different worlds. And then the the fact that they're kind of cutting out one part of the world of Assassin's Creed, to me, I'm like, you're kind of, kind of, you're definitely. Lo- I, yeah, so- I would, I would love to play them more, but you lost me with how not great a few of them were, and how often you released. Yeah. So Origins was actually good. Like I enjoyed Origins. Yeah. Um, I didn't finish it because it was honestly just too big. There was too much to it. Um, which yeah. was also a problem. Like they made it into this giant open world game, and that's not what I want from an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Um, but the 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 note that I made on the outline here, like it feels like these games are less being made as Assassin's Creed games, and more of a a team has an idea for a game, and because Ubisoft doesn't know how to brand or market it, they yeah. just make it an Assassin's Creed game because they already have a franchise that will sell. And I'm I wouldn't be surprised if that's how. Assassin's Creed feels very slapped on this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it like Odyssey had nothing to do with it, as far as I've heard. Like no, no part of that felt like an Assassin's Creed game. Like you're you're not an assassin at all. No. And like this one looks the same. Like at least in in Origin, you, I like that was supposed to be the origin of assassins. So Bayak really was kind. Like you could see that he was definitely sort of the um. The like the progenitor of what the Assassin Creed would become. Yeah. Um. Because he was. Um. I believe, if I remember correctly, he was a he was a Magi originally. But like, as you play th- through that game, he gets like a hidden blade, and I think that was it was still the hidden blade that had the you had to remove your your finger. Yeah. And like stuff like that. And if I remember correctly, you play as his wife a couple of times. I could be wrong about that though. But yeah, and then. And then they went a year later, they brought out Odyssey and it was just like, here's a bunch of big army battles because yeah. that that's what people want from Assassin's Creed. I'd, I'd have to play Odyssey and I, I like I want to get back into them. I want to play through and just streamline units. Like the thing that killed me with Unity was the online stuff was or not the online stuff. The equipment in that game was kind of garbage because you needed to do the online stuff to get the better equipment to have an easier time throughout the game. And the online stuff kind of sucked. I would say pick up Syndicate because that one was pretty well regarded. Um, yeah, I do and, remember and, Syndicate. and Origin. Yeah, Syndicate and Origins. Like I didn't play Syndicate, but people seem to enjoy that one. And Origins was the the two year the first two year gap one. So they had Syndicate and then they took two years off and released Origins. And yeah. Origins was good. It was just too big for me. Yeah, like I kind of just I played for like twenty ish hours and just I wasn't even like a quarter of the way through the game. And I just kind of, like, fell off. Like, I remember, I think it was Origins Eric was thinking about, where he was over-leveled because of the way me and him play games. He was over-leveled for the entire game. Oh, yeah, no, that was the same way for me, because there are so many side quests that are super easy to just pick up, and, and because they, they really are kind of all laid out pretty... Like, the game was laid out well for that. And it was easy yeah. to get lost in side quests to the point where, like, yeah, you, you were overpowered for what you were supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, couple couple points about the game though. Um, it's scheduled to come out this holiday. It's going to be cross gen, so it's going to release on PS4 and Xbox One. But it's going to come to PS5 and the Series X as well as PC and Stadia. Um, and I I I couldn't find the article I read, so I don't know if this is true or not. But it's apparently going to be one of those games that if you buy it for Xbox One, when the Xbox Series X version comes out, 
you will be able to play that version of the game on the series. Like, you're not going to be playing the Xbox One version on it. You're going to play the, the next-gen version. Well, they did something similar with Black Flag, where if you bought it for PS3, once the PS4 came out, if you got a PS4, you could, up quote, upgrade it for 20 bucks. Yeah, but so this isn't like a, an upgrade cost. This is, this is a thing that Microsoft announced they were doing. Okay. Certain games, if you buy that game for Xbox One, when the, when the Xbox Series X version is available you will get the Series X version to play in. Okay. I don't know if that's strictly digital or not, but I'm pretty sure a thing I read said that Assassin's Creed was going to be one of those games. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, like that's a, that's a good deal. Um, so Drew, you finished up uh, the the original run of Twin Peaks. I did. I did not expect that ending. Was it like the... So obviously without spoiling it, um, because it's 20, 30 years old and people might not have seen it like myself. Um, was it one of those, like, it ended in a way where, like, you're like, okay, well, that would have been a fine ending if there was a season three. But in this case, it's like, well, what the fuck kind of ending is that? Or was it actually just a shocking ending? Um, I'm, It's just a shocking ending. And also a bit of, re- uh, really, they're going to end it this way without a season three. But at the same time, like, also feeling like, Okay, if that was the end of it, I have questions, but that's a fine way to have wrapped this up. Okay. I think I read that it was canceled after the ending was done. Like, they did not know they weren't getting a season 3 going into the finale. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to double check, but I could I could definitely see that being the case. It doesn't necessarily feel like that was where they wanted the, wanted it to end, but at the same time, still fitting for an ending. Well, I mean, that, that's something. At least. Yeah. So are, are you guys going to move on to the movie and the revival? Uh, Probably. I have to figure out how to be able to watch the season three. Um, I think in most the... streaming services let you subscribe to Showtime if you don't want to do it right through Comcast. Right. But I, I guess the better way to put it is the most cost effective way to get access to Showtime. Yeah, probably like Amazon or Hulu or something and just watch it as quickly as you can and then cancel. Because <laughs> I feel like Comcast would just make... Doing it with Comcast would just be more of a hassle because you'd have to keep calling them. At least with like Hulu or Netflix or... Um, not Netflix, Hulu or Amazon. You're kind of like... You do it yourself. You you go in there and you can... Pr- they probably have a seven-day trial if, if you guys are feeling particularly daring. You can probably just like... Actually, you guys have Amazon Prime and Hulu, don't you? Uh, I don't know if we have the paid hulu right now or not but we definitely have Amazon prime because what you could probably get away with because i've done stuff like this before is do multiple trials like do a week of showtime with like one and then do a week of showtime with the other or even just like different like you sign up for one trial and she signs up for another Mm -hmm. um and then get like two or three weeks of it to just get through the season yeah and then it would be free um so I, i forget there was something else. It might have been like the last season of Game of Thrones that a lot of people were doing that for HBO. They were like doing the trials on like Amazon and then on Hulu and then on YouTube TV or Sling or what have you or just like the straight HBO Go app. And they were managing to actually get the whole series without paying for a single month of it. I, that was that was my original plan to cancel my HBO now after the previous had ended. And then I actually might have canceled it back up got a free month and so i only had to pay for, or i only was going to originally have to pay for one month of 
uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Four but, years later, you're still paying. Yeah, I'm. You know what? It's fine. I, it's not. It's not. It's not burning a hole in my. You'll, in my you'll be able to start right watching those Studio Ghibli movies. Year. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm sure there's other stuff on there that I could watch. If I, I don't really know if I want to right now. I mean, there's probably plenty of things that you'd want to watch. It's probably just one of those things where you never think, like, oh yeah, I have HBO. Let's see what's let's see what series are on HBO. Yeah, like I, I want to watch Entourage. I've never watched it before. I I remember it being like high regarded. I don't know if it holds up. I feel like that show probably doesn't hold up because that's uh, pretty I was gonna old. Say at the same thing. thing. Yeah, because that started like early 2000s, didn't it? Maybe even late 90s. Uh, it was um. And one of the episodes, or the episode when he his uh, Aquaman movie comes out, they reference Spider Man, the original Spider Man film. So that was two thousand, right? two thousand two, two thousand two. So yeah, or, uh, I don't know what season that is. If that's like season okay. two or three. So it was season four, or I'm sorry, it was two thousand four is when it debuted, and then it ended in two thousand eleven. And I know it had a movie like maybe like six or seven years ago. Yeah. But still, like, I don't know. That seems like a weird movie to be, or a weird series to be like, man, I want to watch Entourage. <laughs> I, I, when it was, I'd never watched it when I was younger, uh, and I've heard that it's good, and, and I'm just like, you know what, I wanted, I've always wanted to check it out. I never got around to it. Um, it, I'm more interested in that than I am Silicon Valley. That's fair. Um, I would also recommend Barry. I want to watch Barry. I, I see uh, stuff for that all the time. Yeah, we watched at least. We watched some of Barry before we we canceled for the time being, yeah. and it was good. It was it was it was very good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's cool that that you got through the the Twin Peaks. Yeah. Like I said, I'll, I'll definitely be making an effort once I have a little more time again to watch the rest of the stuff. It's, it's just it's probably only back what, to ten episodes per season. I don't know. Actually, probably. I mean, I I doubt it's twenty two again. But yeah, I, I mean, know. I I'm just going by most of those um, most series on like premium TV are short season. Oh wow, it was eight. Oh, all right. Wow. So I I forgot we, we we mentioned this last week, but like the original run of Twin Peaks was not very long. Like yeah, it's it was thirty episodes. Yeah. Wow. Eight episodes in the first season, and then twenty two. Yeah, and then eighteen in the third. That was longer ago too than I realized. Two thousand seventeen. Yeah, first- it's uh twenty five years after the original series ends oh okay and then like the movie like we've mentioned oh the movie's a prequel yes oh so it's like the last week of the girl's life that's interesting spoilers it's literally what the movie's about spoilers man i i, I didn't know the girl dies you don't even know what that is girl. literally the first thing you see in the show yeah like but i've never seen the show I... I still know the whole thing is about laura palmer being dead but what if i watched the movie first and knew nothing about the show and I watched the Twin Peaks movie, learn all about Laura Palmer, and then I go watch the show because I'm like, oh, I should watch a show. And the first thing I see is she's dead. You just spoiled it. I so, have a feeling the movie heavily ties into her being dead. The, probably. The last, the last scene of the movie is probably her dying. I'm sure. I, it, listen, I haven't seen it, I, but based on David Lynch, I wouldn't be shocked if the first scene of the movie is she's dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, by the end of season two, do we know who killed her? Yes. Now, also, is season two the one that takes place in the autistic kid's snow globe? Uh, there is no snow globe. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of, of a different show. Hang on a second. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm just trying to figure out this autistic now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Oh. Nope. I got it confused with St. Elsewhere. <laughs> okay. 
similar time frame of when those shows came. Yeah, at least I think I got it confused with St. Elf. Um, That's the series finale of that show, the Snow Globe. Yeah, but so there was... Oh, all right, the show ends, the two years started. Yeah, so like the, the whole thing there was people weren't sure if like the whole show was just like an autistic kid's imagination or something like that. And it was him like imagining what was happening in his snow globe. Yeah, I definitely thought that was Twin Peak. <laughs> I've nope. never seen either of them. So, um, uh, what else is there? What else is there? So, so New Mutant? Yeah. Sorry, were you gonna say something? I was gonna say that. Oh well, yeah. New Mutants might be skipping theaters. Which after what we talked about was it last week or the week before, where um, AMC is probably not gonna play Universal movies anymore because. Uh, VOD seem to be making more money anyway. Kind of makes sense to release a movie that's supposed to have been out three years ago, two years ago, uh, on the VOD, just so people could fucking watch it. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, like AMC and Regal might like be like, oh yeah, Universal, we're not going to show your movies. There's no way in hell they're going to tell fucking Disney yeah. that they're not going to show their Disney movie. Yeah, no. Yeah. Because that is billions and billions of dollars they're just throwing the fuck away but mm-hmm. so is universal like fucking fast and the furious but that's that's it that that is universal's top billing franchise and there's like, like two every year like come on like now. six people went to see the fucking tom cruise mummy universe uh, um that's whereas really disney releases a billion dollar movie six times a year yeah but uh yeah so what happened amazon apparently mistakenly put up new mutant for pre-order like a like a digital version of new mutants was up for pre-order okay they then took it down pretty quickly (laughs) um you know if it had a date for when the pre-order was available i do not it was not in the the article i read but it wouldn't be super surprising if they if this was something that was is actually expected to happen um it is a so it's unlikely that new mutants would go directly to disney plus um, it's a little bit darker for Disney Plus, even though it is a PG thirteen. But there was also some sort of um, some sort of deal with um, Fox and HBO that might actually limit the ability to put it onto like a streaming platform like that. Yeah. But not to sell like digital copies. Yeah. Because this wasn't a pre like this was a pre order to purchase for twenty five dollars. It wasn't like the uh, twenty dollar rentals that some movies were doing. Mm-hmm. So they might. They might be planning to just skip the theater entirely, which, Rich, like you said, movie was supposed to come out two years ago. At this point, just let people fucking watch it however, however they can. Yeah, like, I, I want to see this movie. It's looked fantastic ever since I've seen the trailers for it three years ago. And I'm just like, at this point, I'm starting to lose interest, but I still want to see it. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I want to see it. I want to know what it's about. But every every time it gets delayed, it's like, well... I care a little bit less now. Yeah, it's like, it's like starting to reach a statute limitations. Well, this is just not going to be a thing. Exactly. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I I guess we'll find out. We'll, we'll see if in the coming weeks, if anything kind of comes of that. I hope it does, because right now the movie doesn't even have a release date. Like, they just delayed it. They didn't give it a new date. Or... Yeah. Um, but speaking of Amazon, have you guys heard of this new show called Upload? No. Is that, is that the one? Like, I've seen, I think I've seen trailers for it on uh, who, uh, is that the one where like the guy's dying and it's like either surgery or upload? Yeah, so it was uh it's Robbie Amell, um Stephen Amell's cousin, yeah. I think. He was um he was the first firestorm in Flash. That's his brother. No, it's his cousin. Yeah. Okay. Um but yeah, so it it's him. 
it's a world kind of like that Black Mirror episode where people, when they're dying, can have their conscious uploaded to this VR world. Um, it's apparently super expensive. Um, like basically, like the one that he ends up in, only rich people. Okay. Um, his girlfriend happens to be rich though, and she is much more committed to their relationship than he. Um, he ends up in a car accident with a self-driving car. Okay. And gets rushed into the hospital, and he's basically like. Like the doc, it was it was very weird because he seemed completely like coherent and talkative and all that stuff. And meanwhile, the doctors are like, "Yeah, dude, you're dying. Like, we can take you to the left to do surgery, and maybe you, you survive, or we can take you right, and they upload you, and you'll survive forever, technically." Um, yeah. And like, he kind of gets like suckered into it essentially by his girlfriend. Um, but it's it's all actually pretty funny at that point. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, he gets uploaded, and it's. Definitely a show that, like, walks that dramedy line, where, like, there's definitely some serious stuff going on, and there's a bit of a murder miss, because now it looks like maybe his um, car accident was actually murder. Yeah, um, I, I've, I've, like I said, I saw the trailers for it, and I'm just like, this looks so stupid. It's actually, but, so we're, we're three episodes in, it's actually pretty good. Well, that, that's what I was, like, it looks stupid, but amazing at the same time. It's one of those just, like, stupid things that you're like, I can't believe this is made. But you get into it and like, wow, this is awesomely ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, in, in the the beginning of the first episode, he's having Thanksgiving dinner with like his family. Yeah. Um, and like his niece comes over and asks if she can help him with her classic dance homework. <laughs> um, they then go, they they then cut to them in another room dancing to like a G six. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like this movie is like, or this series is like far enough in the future that like. That's considered classical dance music, but um, like nothing is too crazy. Like all ninety percent of the cars are like self driving and all that, and people can like upload themselves. And there, there's very realistic VR. Your cell phones are actually all just watches that, when you like pull your fingers apart, it like projects like a, a screen between them essentially. Yeah. Um. So like it's one of those like it's futuristic tech, but it's believable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm enjoying it so far. I'm looking forward nice. to watching more. I think it's only ten episodes because it's it's a eight or ten episodes because it's normal streaming series, yeah. and they're they're mostly half hour episodes. So I'm hoping yeah. I'm hoping it does well enough to get a second season. Which Amazon seems pretty good about giving things at least two seasons. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend if you guys have Prime to to check it out. Yeah. Um, because yeah, it's fun. It it's a fun concept. Uh, that. There's a kid, like, th- this is actually a little sad. So there's a kid that died. He fell off a cliff, apparently, during a school trip. Um, <laughs> I know, I saw, yeah. In one of the, in one of the previews, it, um, he's talking to the kid, and he goes, I know, you You fell off the off the cliff. And the, the kid said something like, like, how scary it was, and the guy goes, you dabbed on the way down. Yeah, and, and the kid's like, you do it for the likes. Yeah, or it's for the views or something for like that. For the views, yeah, yeah. But uh, that kid, so, like, he died when he was 12. Yeah. So like he's basically eternally a 12-year-old. Um everybody in so the world is full of like other people that were uploaded and then there's this one guy who is basically the AI like butler for everybody. And there's just a bunch of him. Like for every different thing that that they need done, it's the same guy doing it. So and you know kind of like kind of like Janet in the good place. Exactly. And, you know, like, he will split into, like, multiple versions of him to go run in three different directions. Or, like, you'll just have, like, a stream of him, like, walking by and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the kid apparently has all of them set to Street Fighter mode. 
<laughs> so when he interacts with them, they always start fighting like Street Fighter. Nice. Yeah. It was actually pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah, upload. It's worth checking out. Yeah. I've been wanting to do that. Um. So, Drew, uh, I know you didn't watch this, but Richie, you watched the Parks and Rec special last week? Yes, I got to watch it. I watched it uh, Saturday morning. and How much did you cry? I... There, somebody had to have been cutting onions in my house when they started saying 3,000 candles. I started to tear up quite. It, it was it was just like they hit all the right points. That there had, was that's that end bit was actually very it was very sweet and very emotional. Yeah, and they 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 like they had the 3,000 candles in the wind and it was nice, sweet and emotional and it was just like what they what they were doing because it was a charity episode that was thrown together within a month, not even yeah um like it was it was awesome like the quality might not have been that great and my god i am worrying for adam scott's life but he looked like he disheveled and sick. so he looked worse in the beginning than he did later on yeah he he needs a haircut for one yeah yeah but like he was supposed to be like that ben that made the claymation videos yeah when he was unemployed in the opening which is why he pulled out the claymation dump yeah yeah i know which like it makes sense um, I, I loved the reference to the Cones of Dunshire. I loved it so yeah. much. Which, it makes you wonder. So, like, a lot of them had little, like, things from, like, around, like, the show. Like, Ben had the, the, um, the stop-motion doll. Yeah. And, or, um, Chris Pratt had the I Met Lil Sebastian shirt, the Johnny Karate uniform, yeah. and his guitar said Andy. Okay. Um, like... Did they ship any of that to them? Or, like, did they just happen to all take this stuff? They, they probably happened to have been able to take this stuff, uh, whether they were supposed to or not. They probably did. Um, listening, although it's a different series, but listening through the um, uh, uh, fake doctors but real friends with uh, Zach and Donald about Scrubs. Yeah. And learning how, like, very um possessive some of these studios are about their property like uh zach braff wanted to take rowdy after oh, the, the show dog wrapped. yeah he wanted to take rowdy after the show wrapped and uh apparently there was an instant reason why there were two rowdies was because somebody kidnapped the original rowdy uh oh, and man. and so they had to get a secondary one or after they kidnapped him they found it and it's like well in case this ever happens again we need to get a second one but like zach braff has asked to have that dog and Disney, who now owns Scrubs, is like, no. And it is locked up in the Disney vault. Yeah, no, that sounds about right for Disney. Uh, um, he Rowdy was in something, but he doesn't look from what, I, from what Zach read. Oh, that's a bummer. Um, I know, so I do know that apparently um, Nick Offerman took a bunch of the doors off of the different offices on the set. Yeah. Um, and turned them into custom, like, boat oars. Yeah. And gave them to all of the, the cast. After yeah. like 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 after the show wrapped, um, because that that wood shop they kept they kept showing him in what was his actual wood shop. Yeah, and I, I love I I love and appreciate that they had his wife. In. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that was great that they they tied in his ex wife from the show who is his real li- wife in yeah, real yeah. life. Yeah, I thought they did a good job of explaining why like nobody was ever in the room together when they were. The, yeah. the, there were three married couples. Yeah, like um. Uh, well, it was the only one that really didn't make sense. It was at the end was, was Andy and and April. Yeah, Andy Andy was able to somehow get out of the 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 shed, and he was still in a different room. Though. But you know what? That that opening bit where he was locked in the shed for two days 
hundred percent Andy. Yeah, that's definitely Andy, and that like that's just that's the glory of of what they did with that show, and they were able to connect with these characters. Like, did you watch the the special before it? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I was telling you that it was actually the special when they were doing all of the. And that's a wrap for this person, and that's yeah. a series wrap for that person. That's when I looked over and Erica was crying. Yeah, yeah. I was I was getting a little like I, I had I had watched that after I watched the special. But like I, I so I was already at emotional peak special. And I was watching that and it blew my mind that the episode that they wrapped on, the final episode or the final scenes that they filmed was the scene where they're all together in the park's office that is like five episodes before the last episode yeah like it blows my mind that that was the, the last scene they filmed Dude, tv does not get shot in, i mean nothing gets filmed in order yeah i know but like that like and it was nice for them to all be wrapped at the same time though so i know i understand why they did that or, or i like that they did it that way but it's just it blew my mind and it was it was sad to watch them all get wrapped at the same time and i was just like oh wow they wrapped then that was really cool but the the special itself was it like it was something that I needed after yeah. going through isolation for the past two months. It was definitely something that I needed. Yeah, and like it wasn't the funniest thing they've ever done, and like it was very obvious when they were doing the bits that were all just for like the charity part of it. But like yeah. also that whole thing was for charity, so of course you're going to do that. Like it didn't hurt the the episode at all. And it's, um, it's Parks and Rec is like it's one of those shows that like. They never really touched on hard hitting topics. Whereas, like, I, I'm watching through Brooklyn Nine Nine, and there was an episode where it was, um, like, they were dealing with with racism inside the NYPD and stuff like that with with uh, uh, um, Sergeant Jeffords and and Captain Holt, and like other. They do some really hard hitting topics in Brooklyn Nine Nine where. Uh, uh, Parks and Rec didn't actually do that stuff. They always just had fun. So for them to have like this kind of special that is a very hard special to do, like like that's that was a big big ups to them. I guess is the best way for me to put it. Like yeah, yeah, and then, again, like it it was what you need. Yeah, yeah, it was. And like, they got I, it. Sorry, go ahead. I'm I'm considering watching it again this weekend or like. I like I might go back to it from time to time and just watch it or have it on the background just like as a refresher or as just like a little bit of freshness in my life because that's like I've watched Parks and Rec a hundred times not not legitimately but probably like probably close to like 20 times in the past like that like that's a, an episode I haven't I've I've only seen yeah and like to be able to go back to it and just like freshen up things see that like obviously we know that everyone's going through this, see other people going through this, but characters that I kind of occasionally relate to and, and, and enjoy going you through You are this. a Jerry, aren't you? Um, I, I see myself as a cross between a Jerry and an... I would uh, say a Jerry I, and a Tom. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a Tom. I am definitely not a Tom. But I, I relate maybe, to... Maybe Andy a Jerry a, and a Gary. No, they're, they're, the, same, they're the same person. I, 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 I relate to Andy so much. I like... I can't even ex- uh, like explain how I really. You know what? I have to say though, it, it was impressive that it's been five years since that show was on, and everyone was able to just like fall back into those characters really well. Well, yeah, that's because those characters were made into those actors. No, but like you know what I mean? Like the fact that that they really were able to just like kind of like it. It felt like it. It didn't feel like that show had been off for five years. It yeah, really yeah. felt like the, like 
they had just still been doing all of this stuff for the last five years. Yeah. Um, and like they had all of the all of the little um, cameos and stuff. Like you had Pert Happley. There, there was the John Ralphio commercial. They even I had love, fucking Paul Rudd. I I love that it was Paul Rudd playing. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Introducing uh, yeah. the episode. Yeah. Though, so, like, it wasn't him. Like introducing, uh, um, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Leslie onto a talk show or whatever. It was him introducing the entire special. Yeah, and then play and playing it like that character who I'm drawing a blank on the name too. Um, where he like at the end of it, he literally goes, "Wait, what's going on?" Yeah, yeah. What what virus? I I've been in Sweden for the past six months or something like that. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, it, it was it was a very well done special for particularly for coming together so quickly and having to film it all remotely yeah and it was even with um like watching if you watch through the three thousand candles in the wind segment at the end and seeing everybody's reaction where you got nick offerman like crying yeah or and 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 then you have adam scott who's like playing the character of ben like not under still not understanding the little sebastian yeah and everyone and people yelling at him yeah it's just it's so 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 good. Yeah, that they really and like it was funny like after that aired if you went on the Twitter and looked at like the trending stuff for Parks and Rec, it was just hundreds of people like with screen caps of that scene like basically saying like 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 how how like emotional they were at it or how much they needed it and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and that was that was I think I posted that as well like like I got very emotional when they started singing, and I was just I needed that. I needed that like small little sliver of of like happy, sad, joy stuff going yeah. on there. That is also an unreasonably catchy song. Yeah, it is. Like uh, we had the DJ play it at our wedding. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but anyway, uh, did either of you guys watch Tiger King? Yeah, we did. I'm like I'm like two episodes in. I haven't gotten back to it since then, but I am a few episodes. In. Right. Well, you're gonna have to get into it because uh, there's some big news coming out of that. Um, they're going to be doing an eight-episode scripted series where the one and only Nicolas Cage is going to play Joe Exotic. That that's going to be a thing. And like the <laughs> only thing, yeah. description. The only thing I can hope is they let Nick Cage just go full Nick Cage. You, you know, they have to for that to play yeah. that person. Yeah, I also didn't realize this. Last year, he was in a movie called Primal, where he was a big game hunter that fought a jaguar. Okay. <laughs> That's 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 also a thing. I love Nick. Oh, he's really, great. He's amazing. I just look. I made Erica go to a cemetery in New Orleans just so we we could see his pyramid. <laughs> um. So aside from from this scripted series, which will be Nicolas Cage's first television series in his entire career, that um, doesn't surprise me. There also the there are several series in the work. Um. There's one with Kate McKinnon as Carol Baskin. There is another with Rob Lowe involved, um, as well as a separate docu-series being made focusing on the accusations around Baskin killing her husband and feeding him to tigers. I'm still... I, is this necessary? Like, No. No. Is it, like, like, all right, maybe the, the, the docu-series about Carol Baskin and her husband, I, I, I'll give a little bit of leeway to that. But, like, the script, it's, it is not necessary. Like... No, but it's if it if done well, it's going to be and like honestly, like Kate McKinnon is super funny. So if 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 it's a hundred percent satire and she really leans into it, 
that could be a really good one. Yeah, just, I'm. I'm just. I like the Kate McKinnon one. I'm not. I'm not like really perturbed about. It's more the Nick Cage one. Joe Exotic is not a good. No, but like, I, like I, I guess they're going to Bas- portray him as one either. And Carol Baskin's a shitty person as well, uh, uh, allegedly. Um, oh no, no, no! Looking at that show, the way that she runs her business, she is also a shitty person. Yeah. Even if she never killed anybody. Yeah. So it's like, do we really need? shows about sheeple where we already have a documentary a docu about these sheep look the best shows on television are about shitty people i mean or i shouldn't say the best shows on television the most popular shows on television have always been about shitty people you have yeah. friends um how i met your mother um they weren't that they weren't really that shit it was no they're all pretty bad Ted kind of sucks, but they the rest all of them, they all suck in their own way. They're all you, selfish New you, Yorkers. You cannot you cannot put How I Met Your Mother in the same line as Friends. Oh no, look, they they are two different like eras of shitty. Because like Marshall, genuinely good person. Barney, kind of a shitty person. Ted, kind of a shitty person. Lily walks the line of being kind of a shitty person. I mean, I. I wouldn't. I I don't agree to that with how I met your mother. I obviously do agree with that. There's friends, I hate. Even though I've watched it a million times, I hate that those the characters. They're all shitty. Um, but it's like, I mean, yeah, I I do I do agree that the best better shows are of shitty people. You've got or not better, but more popular shows are of shitty people. Because and even moving aside from the sitcoms, you've got uh, but also including them, you got the the uh, Always Sunny. Yeah, which has been on for 15. Uh, you have Breaking Bad. Um, Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Like, the Walking Dead. Are they shitty people, though? Like, oh, 100%. I don't know. They, they might not. They didn't all start out shitty people, but like they all become shitty people. Eventually. It didn't look, they, start e- off as, look, but, they, but they either thing. become shitty people or they get murdered. But, <laughs> but here's, here's the thing. It was good when they weren't shitty people. Now that they're sh- That's fair. <laughs> I would argue that they were always kind of shitty from like the point that the world ended. Uh, I don't. I I I wouldn't agree. Like Rick was only Rick was really one of the only good ones, and Glenn. Everyone else kind of sucked in their own way. I, I, yeah, Laurie and Shane suck. Uh, everyone. Shane else... was like the best character. <laughs> yeah, but he was also the worst character. <laughs> he was he was the worst character. Like like John Bernthal, amazing actor. His characters sometimes tend to be kind of shitty. Oh yeah. I mean, he plays that role well. He does. He does. He's apparently, he's apparently very nice, though. Yeah, he, he, that's that's what I hear. Um, I just, I don't think we more spotlight on Tiger. And it's just... I agree with that. It, it just, I don't... No, I mean, we, we definitely don't. No, but like, I am all for watching Nicolas Cage play something, somebody as fucking batshit crazy as Joe Exotic. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I just, like, I'll watch it. I'll watch that one begrudgingly. But the rest of them, I'm just like, I don't, we don't need, we don't need this in. Um, so, I mean, to wrap things up, though, you guys played that D&D bullshit last night. Yeah, we, uh, had we, our, we had our first session on Roll20. It was a uh, shortened session because we're playing on the weeknights. Surprisingly, when everyone is available, but we have somebody who's a business owner, so it's really hard to fit around their schedule when they just open us back up. Um, but so we had a shortened set session last night, only about two hours. Uh, on roll twenty, and I think it went pretty solidly. Yeah, uh, there, there, there's still a few technical hiccups that um we're trying to work around. I'm still trying to figure out the whole roll twenty. Um, like uh, the initiative track you were talking about last night, Drew. It it wouldn't let me add anything 
it only did it it only added people to it on the turn order if they clicked the initiative roll button on their characters and i don't think some of them did that or they didn't or or something like that plus when i clicked the initiative roll for my two characters mm-hmm. the en- the enemies and um and and cutler because i didn't have them listed under characters and i just had them on there it um it didn't add them to that as well I would Sounds like, like to use somebody that. needs to be a better DM. Yeah, I mean, I it's it's a new system that we're all still trying to figure out and all still learning and like I just something new, but I think it went pretty well. Yeah, overall I I liked that setup. Yeah. Um for playing remotely. Yeah. Um and I think I think my characters are, or my players are going to potentially become murder hobos. You killed that character. Yeah. You did it. Yes, but none of you tried to save him. Bullshit. I tried to. My owl was in position to save him, and then he got his head ripped off. But you had a you had a turn between when he got taken out, and you had a chance to heal him between when he got knocked out and when he got killed. There was a round where you could have had your bird land on him, and then on your turn you could have cast healing uh, cure wounds and healed him and brought him back. I- I'm not mad. I'm just I'm sitting here and I'm like, this might be an interesting campaign to see where things go. Because um, like, yeah, this this character that that died, you guys really had no connection with, but it's going to be fun to see how you guys navigate your way out of the uh the uh, cave on a boat that none of you really know how to navigate, you just know how to row, and then how you explain to the pirates that their captain has. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, and it's also, I'm mad at myself because that character was really cool, and I want to use him um, in a future campaign if I ever have a chance to use him, but he had friggin' 32 health. At level 5, he had 32 health because he rolled fucking once. And that, that just sucks. Uh, but it was it was fun. I think it worked pretty cool. Roll twenty is a, a neat system. I was able to add like ambiance and music in the background, mm-hmm. uh, which was uh, which was free surprisingly. Um, and and I've got a lot still set up for future sessions. We're supposed to play again in two weeks. Hopefully, uh, we keep it rolling. Yeah, yeah. That's that's it. If you guys need some roll some D and D, check out check out Roll Twenty. Obviously, we all know it. But if you're missing some D and D and critical roles, not playing and I think a lot of other... Oh, no. Most others are still playing. It's just Critical Role with their high production value. They're not. And that kind of makes... Um, so, check out Roll20 and play it. It's not an unknown system, definitely. And it it works. It's not too hard to learn, either. Well, that's good. Yeah, it, it's... Roll20 has a lot of depth that you really don't need to go into yeah. to be able to use it. Yeah. Like, we could literally just use it for the map. Yeah. Or even really just use it as the thing everyone logs into to voice chat on. Yeah. And like, just all physically roll the dice. Yeah. Or we can put our entire character sheet in the system and click all the things and have the game, have the website do the rolls and stuff for it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, dealers when it comes to, I, I like, I like being able to roll a die and things like that. Uh, so that, like I, for, and because I'm the DM, NPC roles and things like that. I was doing like like manually, or I guess not like physically, not digitally. But it's it, it is a cool system. Uh, I just need everyone to get their characters set up, and it, it can kind of be set up sometimes. Is that all? Yeah, yeah. 
I Sorry, think that's about it. I, I was expecting one of you to say something <laughs> else, and just nobody did. Um, so yeah. I guess that's probably going to be a show for the week then. Uh, yeah. If you'd like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.1-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us over at patreon.com. Can't support us there with dollars, though. You can always support us by going to your favorite podcast platform, like Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. Subscribe to us, review us, rate us, all that stuff. It all helps. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can send us emails through social at one-quest.com. Otherwise, we'll be back next week with something else. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.